0: Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. We gather for ordered worship to illumine the imagination by the beauty of God, to quicken the conscience by the holiness of God, to warm the heart by the love of God, to devote the will to the purposes of God. We gather in ordered worship in this hour. The liturgy, music, homily, and cantata this Lord's Day are offered in the praise of God for our congregation here within Marsh Chapel, for our radio congregation across New England at WBUR 90.9 FM, and for our internet listenership now and later at WBUR.org. We welcome your prayerful and material support, your written or emailed responses, Your self-selection of forms of leadership and service and ministry in our midst. And as the Spirit moves, come Sunday, your presence right here with us in worship. This is the day the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it as we are able. May we stand in the praise of God. may we pray. Set us free, O God, from the bondage of our sins, and give us the liberty of that abundant life which you have made known to us in your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever.
1: Amen. Please be seated. A lesson from Paul's first epistle to the Corinthians, chapter 15, verses 1 through 11. Now I will remind you, brothers and sisters, of the good news that I proclaim to you, which you in turn received, in which you also stand, through which you also are being saved, if you hold firmly to the message that I proclaim to you, unless you have come to believe in vain. For I I handed handed on to you, as of the first importance, what I in turn had received that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures, and that he was buried and that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas, then to the twelve. Then he appeared to more than five hundred brothers and sisters at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some have died. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles. Last of all, as to the one untimely born, he, he appeared to, also to me, for I am the least of the apostles unfit to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God, but by the grace of God I am what I am, and his grace toward me has not been in vain. On the contrary, I worked harder than any of them, though it was not I, but the grace of God that is with me. Whether then it was I or they, so we proclaim, and so you have come to believe. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
2: Please join me in reading responsibly from the Psalm 138 along with the antiphon. I give you thanks, O Lord, with my whole heart. Before the gods, I sing your praise. I bow down towards your holy temple and give thanks to your name for your steadfast love and your faithfulness. For you have exalted your name and your word
3: above everything
2: On the day I called, you answered me. You increased the strength of my soul. All the kings of the earth shall praise you, O Lord, when they have heard the words of your mouth. They shall sing of the ways of the Lord, for great is the glory of the Lord. For the Lord is high, he regards the lowly, but the haughty he perceives from far away. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you preserve me against the wrath of my enemies. You stretch out your hand, and your right hand delivers me. The, the Lord, Lord will fulfill his promises for me. Your steadfast, steadfast love, love, O Lord, endures forever. Do not forsake the work of your, work of your hands. I see.
4: Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to st. Luke chapter 18 verses 31 through 43 Glory to you, Lord. Then he took the twelve aside and said to them see we are going to Jerusalem and Everything that is written about the Son of Man by the prophets will be accomplished For he will be handed over to the Gentiles and he will be mocked and insulted and spat upon After they have flogged him, they will kill him, and on the third day he will rise again. But they understood nothing about all these things. In fact, what he said was hidden from them, and they did not grasp what was said. As he approached Jericho, a blind man was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard a crowd going by, he asked what was happening. They told him, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. Then he shouted, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Those who were in front sternly ordered him to be quiet, but he shouted even more loudly, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stood still and ordered the man to be brought to him. And when he came near, he asked him, What do you want me to do for you? He said, Lord, let me see again. Jesus said to him, Receive your sight, your faith has saved you. Immediately he regained his sight and followed him. Glorifying God and all the people when they saw it. Praise God. The Gospel of the Lord.
0: Jesus meets us today out of the pages in St. Luke, our third gospel, and clothed in the radiant beauty of a Bach cantata. You will remember from last Sunday that Luke loves history, and Luke loves theology, and Luke loves compassion, and Luke loves the church. Bach's music surrounds our gospel from Luke 18. Here, Luke has returned both the content to the content and to the outline of Mark's Gospel, which as we saw last week, predated Luke by 15 years or so. From this point forward in the Gospel of Luke, more or less, Luke will stick to Mark's course or outline. For the Gospel through the triumphal entry and through the week of challenge and through the passion of the cross, on to resurrection, the theme of our music today. If you will, pause a bit Aware of the impending grief of the cross, to see how Luke changes, supplements, reduces, and applies what he has inherited in his own time, another decade than Mark's, another community than Mark's, another setting than Mark's, another pastoral moment than Mark's. What good news that in the Bible itself there is such freedom, such flexibility and such creativity. The presence in absence of Jesus Christ risen, whose spirit dwells with the church, did not in any way appease in full the haunting grief of his death, his ignominy, his sacrificial tragic death. Faith is born in grief, faith is awakened in grief, Faith is quickened in grief, faith is made in grief. Luke omits the blind man's name, given in Mark as Bartimaeus, a blind beggar, the son of Timaeus. Luke may have done so because this is a phrase in Mark from the Department of Redundancy Department, that is, bar means son, So son of Timaeus, son of Timaeus is repeated repetition. And Luke wants an orderly account, befitting his love of history, so he edits, he improves. Luke then adds the new fact or stylized memory or pure imaginary addition that a multitude was passing by, a great throng. He may have done so because he wanted to emphasize the power and glory of Jesus' ministry, and to brighten and expand the response to him during his earthly preaching, teaching, and, here is elsewhere, healing. Further, rather than simply choosing to call the blind man forward, as in Mark, here the third gospel has Jesus command him forward. No mere suggestion is made for this audition, but a commandment to come. Luke wants a certain kind of Christ befitting his love of theology. Luke leaves no doubt as to whose power and influence have made this miraculous healing possible. In Mark, we hear simply that faith has made the man well, your faith has made you well. In Luke, receive your sight. And then the same statement connecting faith and salvation. One's wellness, one's salvation, here we can draw a direct line to Bach and Luther, is by faith, by faith alone, by grace, by grace alone. Sola fide. Luke wants no shadow nor daylight between the passion of Christ and the compassion of Christ. Luke wants no shadow nor daylight between the passion of Christ and the compassion of Christ. Luke here as elsewhere makes space too for the expansion of the church. And all the people when they saw it, he writes, gave praise to God. What is a private moment in Mark becomes a public display in Luke. You will remember from last Sunday that Luke Loves history, loves theology, loves compassion, and loves the church. Dr. Jarrett, as you have lovingly and compassionately done for us now over many years, will you help us in a moment with the audition of today's cantata and with appreciation for history, theology, compassion, and the church? Just after we, remaining seated, sing the second verse of today's hymn. Thank you.
5: As much as the gospel lesson from Luke 18, our point of departure this Box Sunday, Paul Eber's 1582 hymn, Herr Jesu Christ, wahr or Lord Jesus Christ, true man on God, is our subject for the day. Box Librettis draws literally and poetically on eight of Eber's stanzas connecting Luke 18 to Luther Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me, said the blind man. Jesus, in response, says, your faith has saved you. And so Luther teaches sola fide. We have now just sung two stanzas of Eber's hymn, whose melody, texts, and message imbue cantata 127, not just in name, but bar by bar and word by word. For the interior of the cantata, Bach calls on a tenor to set the predicament and a restative that describes our own failings, our depths of grief, indeed our final hour. It is our faith in this moment, just as with the blind man, that draws us to Christ's passion and the assurance of his redeeming grace. The soprano and bass take up the cause at this point in two of the most astounding arias in all of the cantatas. In echo with a heart-rending oboe obligato, the soprano brings us without fear to this final hour. The souls of the righteous are in the hand of God. She sings. In the background, the plaintive oboe and soprano lines weave together, supported by two recorders and continuo, the bell tones of the recorder and pizzicato of the cello and bass, marking a steady and unwavering pulse the inevitable clock of time. In the middle of the aria, the soprano seems to engage with the tick of the clock. Call me soon, O funeral bells. I am unafraid of dying, for my Jesus shall wake me again. As the soprano sings the word for the funeral bells, sterbe glocken, the sprockets and gears of that same clock seem to come to life in five measures of upper string pizzicato. The base draws us one level closer to life in eternity with invocation of the last trumpet and the harrowing day of judgment. As the earth's foundations are shattered and sunk in ruin, Jesus will be our advocate and redeemer. Believers shall survive forever. They shall not be judged and shall not taste eternal death. Cling to Jesus for your salvation. Bach takes this text and runs with it, accomplishing some of the most dramatic music he ever wrote. The trumpets, arpeggios, and mottos harken our ear to the last judgment and furious concertado strings depict the shaking of the earth and the prophesied destruction written about in Revelation. A soothing arioso weds Jesus' assurance of pardon with the chorale tune motive as heard so clearly from the first movement. Now, about that first movement. Cantata 127 was written for the final Sunday before Lent, known in liturgical calendars as Estomiki or Quinquagesima. There was no concerted music in Leipzig during Lent, and there is a sense that Bach wished to connect his listener to the events to come. Just as the gospel lesson opens with Jesus' predicting the betrayal, death, and resurrection of the Son of Man, Bach uses Ebers Chorale, and a few others to prepare them for the journey toward Holy Week. Of the 80 measures of the opening Chorale Fantasia, it's difficult to find a bar that doesn't contain the motivic opening of the chorale tune that you've been singing. You'll have uh, three more chances to sing that tune in case you haven't (laughs) gotten it yet. The soprano sings the same uh, tune in long notes, soaring above the other singers and players but it's simply not enough for Bach. From the downbeat of the movement, the violins play another chorale tune in long notes. This tune is the Lutheran Agnus Dei, Christe du Lam Gottes. Phrases of this famous chorale are heard throughout the movement from violins to oboes and recorders. Yet there's more, there's even a hint of the famous chorale tune so associated with the passion tucked away in the continual part. O sacred head now wounded. There's hardly a drop of ink on these pages that doesn't draw direct connection and inspiration from these chorales and the extraordinary message that they continue to have for us. In so doing, Bach connects the sola fides of the blind man's faith to the beginning of the gospel foretelling the passion as the Leipzig congregants look toward the Lenten penitential season. This is music of extraordinary elegance and refinement, restorative in its message of comfort and redemption. Let us now sing stanzas three and four, which quote Jesus's words of comfort, for I will with a mighty hand lift them hence, that they shall be forever in my realm with me.
0: Jesus meets us today out of the pages of St. Luke, our third gospel, and clothed in the beauty, the radiant beauty of Ibak Cantata. It may be for you this Lord's Day that his appearance in word and music takes the form of honest grief, honesty about grief, good grief. Out of all manner and mixture of feelings, grief, usually unnamed and unspoken, can bring us to worship come Sunday. We do not come usually or specifically to church to grieve unless perhaps in attendance at funeral or memorial services. We do not say to ourselves slipping into the pew today, I am here to grieve in grief or grieving. For grief is bigger Miles higher and longer than that. Beyond depiction, beyond description. Yet alongside us, walking alongside us, come Sunday, this day it may be, paces our grief, our own grief. Grief is a sort of sacrament. It has a mysterious cast and quality to it something well afar from our own control, like the grace of God given us in the gospel in that way. Nor is it enough for the preacher to utter the word grief for us to greet grief ourselves of a Sunday morning on personal terms. Here is where memory may come in. The memory of a partially remembered verse or homily maybe weeks later, weeks from today, may trigger something that then allows you to say to yourself, well, my goodness, so that is what that is, this midwinter something right alongside me. It is my grief. You don't have to count Citizen Kane, your favorite or only favorite film, to recognize the cavernous, celestial, capacious, range of grief. Grief is the labor of decades. One of the reasons that over more than a decade here at Marsh Chapel, we have tried to preach with notes as well as letters, with music as well as words on Box Sundays is just around this corner. For the music may release from the semi or subconscious that which has blocked healing, blinded salvation. Resurrection music may bring remembrance that itself is a mode of resurrection, as may the funeral bells of today's offering. Robert Haas says, the movement of grief has something in it of the desert's barrenness and of its distances. Listen to his sly poem about grief. A dune begins with an obstacle, a stone, a shrub, a log, anything heavy enough to resist being moved by wind. This obstacle forms a wind shadow on its leeward side, making eddies in the currents, now fast, now slow, of the air. Exactly as a rock in a stream causes an eddy in the water. Within the eddy the wind moves with less force and less velocity, and the air streams on either side, creating what geologists call the surface of discontinuity. And it is here that the wind tends to drop part of its load of sand. The sand particles which hop or bounce along the earth before the wind begin to accumulate, creating a greater eddy in the air currents and capturing still more sand. It's thus that a dune is formed. Viewed in cross-section, sand dunes display a characteristic profile. On the windward side, the angle of ascent is low and gradual, 20 to 25 degrees from the horizontal. On the leeward side, the slope is much steeper, usually about 34 degrees. The angle of repose of sand and most other loose materials. The steep side of the dune is called the slip face because of the slides that occur as sand is driven up the windward side and deposited on or just over the crest. The weight of the crest eventually becomes greater than can be supported by the sand beneath, so the extra sand slumps down the slip face and the whole dune advances in the direction of the prevailing wind until some obstacle, like a mountain, intervenes. This movement, this grand slow march across the earth's surface, has an external counterpart in the scouring movement of glaciers and an internal one in the movement of grief, which has something in it of the desert's barrenness and of its distances the movement of grief which has something in it of the desert's barrenness and of its distances. Beloved, hear the gospel, Sursum Corda lift up your hearts. It is enough that faith knows that Jesus stands by me, who patiently draws near his passion and leads me to along the arduous path and prepares for me my resting place. Together we sing our final verse.
6: zeit entsetzt und wenn ein kalter Todesschweiß die schon erstarrten Glieder nötzelt, wenn meine Zunge nichts als nur durch Seufzer spricht und dieses Herz zerbricht, genug, was dort der Glaube weiß, dass Jesus bei mir steht. Mit Geduld zu seinem Leiden geht und diesen schweren Weg auch mich geleitet und mir dir
3: zu bereiten.
6: In die Posaunensalen und wenn ihr baut ihr Welt jetzt in Himmel festen, setz Metten fitze Fahlen, so denke mein mein Gott im Besten, wenn sich dein Knecht. Vors Gerichtes Feld, der die Gedanken sich verklagen, so wollest du allein, O oh Jesu, mein Vielsprecher sein und meines Seele fröslich sagen. Vierfahr, vier Fahrs sage ich euch sage ich. Thanks. Uh,
7: Lord, forgive us all our guilt. Help us with patience to wait, to trust steadfastly in thy word till we fall asleep in bliss. Please join me in thanking our Marsh Chapel Collegium and Choir under direction of Dr. Scott Allen Jarrett. Good morning. We welcome you again to Marsh Chapel on this sunny winter morning. Thank you for joining us as part of our community of worship today. Whether you are here in the sanctuary, listening on the radio or live stream on the internet or later via our podcast, please know that you are a valued member of our community. For those of you joining us in the sanctuary, We invite you to fill out your name and contact information in the red pads found along the center aisle of each pew. This will help us to get to know you better and you to get to know one another better. Marsh Chapel, along with the BU School of Theology, is sponsoring a food drive to benefit the Brookline Food Pantry. Drop-off locations are in the Marsh Chapel office on the lower level and the spiritual life office at the School of Theology. On Tuesday afternoon from three to six p.m., please join Dr. Jessica Chica in making stained glass inspired tiles in the Thurman Room. Please reserve your spot at BU.edu. For all other news and upcoming events, please visit the chapel website at bu.edu chapel, where there is also the opportunity for online giving. How does God's love abide in anyone who has this world's goods, sees a brother or sister in need, and yet refuses to help? Thank you.
1: Bring you only what is yours, Creator God, that you might use this offering and the giver for the building up of your kingdom and the glory of your name. Amen.
0: The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you peace now and forevermore. Amen.